Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, maybe, wherever you are. Welcome to today's podcast of the Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. It's a show that is presented by the Empowerment Channel of Voice America, which is the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all my listeners in the United States, in Canada, but also in Europe. I know there are women in Germany and England listening, and we have listeners in China or Australia. I'm so happy that this is a worldwide audience because we all want to live a life that is joyful and has meaning, even when we let go of our corporate jobs, um, we want to have a happy life. So anywhere you are listening to this show, I'm so grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. And it's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring you subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for your next chapter in life. So if you have not met me yet, my name is Maria Lukasse and I'm a certified retirement coach. I help women find joy and meaning in retirement. And ideally, we do this before we start that retirement phase in life. So after working of 40 years, I finally retired in 2023. But my employer did get me back or asked me to go back for two days a week. So I'm happy to do that. But otherwise, I am enjoying my retirement. So I hope that this podcast will inspire you too and uh, that it will motivate you to choose a vibrant and happy lifestyle in your next chapter in life. So if you have any questions, if you have ideas for podcasts, or if you want to work with me, you can send me an email at maria at blissful-retirement.com and I will answer them all personally. So today's topic, I'm so happy to speak with a person who is an expert on using your intuition to find purpose and meaning and passion in life. And that's all what we want to experience when we start that next chapter in our life where we still are feeling great and have lots of energy. So today I want to um Say, uh, remind you about last month's show first. That was a show about mastering your procrastination in your next adventure. And there were some golden nuggets in that uh, talk show. So if you are um, in a situation where you plan things and it doesn't always happen because you keep being distracted, it might be a show that you want to listen to. So 
The first thing on my show, as you know, ladies, is having an affirmation for the month. And this month, I did choose, of course, something that has to do with intuition. So an affirmation for me is something that says to my subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. And that can be something that uh, will eliminate something from your life or can help create something new in your life. So the one that I did choose for today is I am in harmony with my intuition and live a fulfilling life. That's our topic for today. And I'm going to welcome my speaker for today. Welcome, welcome, Cobri. Oh, I forgot the last name. Midlight. Cobri Midlight. Yes, I should remember that name. It's a German name. Hello. Welcome to the show, Cobri. It's good to be here. Yes, I thank you for uh, having time to speak with me and about the topic where I know you are passionate about. And I think many of the ladies that are listening would love to know how they can use their intuition in figuring out what they would like to do in their next chapter uh, of life in their retirement. So um, can you, when you talk with people about intuition or better when they ask you questions why wouldn't you like them to ask you a question what about what their purpose is in life it's very simple really um your purpose is going to come from looking deeply at your own life and the example i use is would you go to your first Russian literature class and tell your professor, oh, I know I'm supposed to read War and Peace, but why don't you just give me your cliff notes and the answers to the midterm? Asking a psychic to tell you your purpose is like trying to get your hands on the teacher's manual to ace the test. And you can do it because I tell people all the time, yes, Corby Mitleid is a psychic medium. She's been doing it for half a century. but you can do what I do. I'm not special. We're all wired like the same house plan. So we all have intuition if we get out of our own way. Yes, that's the thing, getting out of our own way. I, I think um, maybe when we were really, really young, we would live with our intuition. It would be something that would guide us unknowingly in all the things that we would do as a child. But then um, we learned all those other things in life um, for making people happy, for being happy and uh, and kind, and, and all those things in life that um, we are not anymore what we originally were. So it takes courage sometimes. I think, to find your own intuition in life. What do you it, think? It does. And because we have, as women, been trained to put everyone else first, we shut down our own listening. The other thing is we're afraid, what if we're wrong? I tell my clients, 
I've been doing this for a long time, but all humans are at best 85% accurate. The only one who is 100% accurate is God, and God is not doing psychic readings this week, so just relax. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for you. The more you trust your intuition, the more you delight in finding your own answers, the easier it will be for you, and the faster the answers will Yes, and you use the word trust, and that's often something that I know for myself um, that I think um, I have that gut feeling or this this feeling in my stomach or wherever you feel your intuition when you have to make a decision or you have to do something. I, I feel it, and sometimes I ignore it. And that's when I then later say, can I trust my intuition? And usually I think, and then later say, I should have <laughs> listened to, uh, to what my, my, my intuition told me. But yeah, the trusting thing is sometimes our mind wants to do something different. Yes, so, and we always remember yeah. the wrong things. There's an old saying, one oh crud erases 10 good jobs. In other words, we tend to remember the dumb mistakes and botched efforts, and we dismiss the on-target experiences as coincidence or if we imagined them. And I'm telling you right now, my listeners, don't do that to yourself. It's why I encourage people to keep a pad and pen or an open computer window in your notes application so you can keep close track of your hunches and your gut feelings and your unusual observations. Don't let your fear of being wrong cause you to ignore your intuition because you could be then ignoring a message. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's for many people, especially, I don't know, I want to say especially, depends a little bit on how you grew up and what your culture is, what your home environment was, how your parents and especially your mom uh, might have used her intuition and her senses to figure things out. If you come like me from an environment where we didn't have that, then it's sometimes difficult to say, okay, there's something else out in the world that can guide me besides my brain and my heart. So um, what can you tell our audience when they have um, issues with trusting their intuition and um, using it for, for their life? Well, I understand what you're saying because I grew up in a totally medical family. Um, I could have stood on the dining room table and tap danced and rec uh, recited Shakespeare, and they wouldn't have seen me because I was an actress and I was a writer and I was a rebel. Mm. So I was told that it was fake. I was a failure. I was crazy. But I knew inside I wasn't. Because when you feel your intuition and you begin to trust it, you're going to find that you can breathe more easily. You're going to find that the world is not against you, but for you. 
you're going to feel more in control of your life. And isn't that what most of us women felt like we didn't have when we were growing up, when we have to listen to the boss, when we have to listen to a husband, when we have to listen to the pastor, whoever. We're always told what to do. And I am telling you right now, we are now elders. Yeah. We are we are the wise women. And if we can't trust our intuition, who could? Yeah. You yeah. have earned that right, all of you. And indeed, um, uh, the older we get now, the wisdom that we have uh, amassed in our life, in every situation that we were in, is something that we can tap into um, when we say, okay, um, I, I, I need to make a decision on something. I need to choose if I want to go here, if I want to stay, um, choosing uh, what to do, what is my purpose in life, what are things that um, can bring me, me joy, whatever decision is, we should be able to rely on that inner wisdom that we gained in our life of 50 or 60 or 70 years. Yes, you don't want to look back on your deathbed at all of the missed opportunities. You want to live. My my personal motto is one that I read in a book that I loved a long time ago. In life, moderation is for monks. Take big bites. Who has not earned that right at our age? Yeah. We need to start taking big. If someone doesn't like what we're doing, I tell my clients, I'm giving you two magic phrases. You say to them, Thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish, and then you go do what you need to do. You don't apologize for it. You don't beg people to let you. You go do it. And your intuition will tell you what takes best care of you at this time. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, how you phrase that here. Um, because we have been living, most of us at least, often a life of kind of making everybody else happy. We mentioned that already. And so maybe now it's a time to really think of what you want in life and how you can um, get something back from your uh, your past things that you enjoyed doing and, and had forgotten all about because there was someone, somebody else or many other things that uh, got priority uh, before thinking about what it was that you wanted. So when we're talking here about purpose in, in life and, and intuition, um, how can we find this purpose in life? Um, how would you explain to the audience how that works? All right. Well, the first thing is purpose must be discovered, not given. Your purpose comes from your passion, which comes mm -hmm. from life experience. And mm -hmm. people say, so what's the difference between purpose and passion? Passion is about emotions, the motivation and what makes us feel good. It's do what you love. But purpose is the reason or the why behind what we do for others. Where passion can be all over the place. Purpose is much more focused. 
Mm-hmm. So when you know what your passions are, you can form them into a purpose. That's why I call it your sentence of passion. It's your rallying cry to the world. Right. Yes. I like that a sentence of um, of passion, a rallying cry, um, because um, we often have not done this rallying cry uh, in our life because we we went with whatever was expected from us and maybe this is the time to to look and see what could that be that sentence of passion um for your your next chapter in life so um and why is it that um people should use their personal experience in creating that that passion sentence oh it's very simple i'll give you an example my father thought i would be a great lawyer i can't stand lawyers i am a right brain thinker i am a you know words are my drug of choice i love writing i love audiences i love so much that lawyers don't do that my sentence is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly Mm -hmm. When I can take somebody from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, tap them on their shoulders, say, here are your wings. You don't need a flight plan. Go fly. I'm living my bliss. But I have done it all my life. I've been an actress, an author, an inspirational speaker, a video producer, a legal assistant, a science fiction writer, and an executive recruiter before I became a psychic full time after 9-11. In each of those jobs, I made sure that I brought myself from fear to fear. I supported others in because that's who I am. When I go skidding into heaven on bald tires and fumes in the tank, and God hands me a cup of coffee and says, tell me what you did, I want to tell him, I did this. Wasn't it wonderful? And it doesn't matter age. And it doesn't matter if you haven't done it before. I am going to be 69. And I have no intention of retiring. I kid around and I say, you know, I'm a psychic medium now. And after I cross over, I'll just flip my sign to say spirit guide and change because (laughs) I have found both paths. So there are, I do a consultation, which is uh, deep dish and complicated and not everybody should spend that kind of money. So in my book, clean out your life closet, I gave people six questions to ask themselves that will help them find their sentence of power. And the first one is, what has your life been about? It's because we all come into the world with themes and paths and challenges. When we sketch out our blueprint in our pre-birth planning session, we know there are going to be lessons and roads that come to us in ways. How we handle them determines whether we succeed or fail. Here are some examples. If you have always had a roller coaster relationship with money, how has that shaped your idea of prosperity? Do you feel you're doomed to a marginal? Does it make you want to make money no matter what? Or does it inspire you to live more simply so the feeling that was once one of lack now transforms into having enough? Or if you consistently get overlooked for awards, disqualified in contests for odd reasons, or feel cheated out of your just, does that make you bitter or better at being self-empowered? Whatever happens, 
that's the stimulus. What you believe about it is how you. Yes, I totally can see that. Um, it is. It's. It's a big um, choice and a reason for us to think of how our life could be different if we had a different thought about something. And you mentioned the money thing and being having the feeling of prosperity as an example. And many things we get from our life as a child, uh, how and not only there, but from all the experiences in a life. And when you have a certain uh, conviction about certain things in your life, it's difficult to change that. So as you say, if, if you have an, an idea that uh, you have to work hard for money, you will notice that in all areas of your life. And definitely, if it has something that has an influence on money, like your job or um, buying a house or whatever it is that you're thinking of. And we don't realize that often where that comes from. Yes, I know. Look at the way the world is now. I grew up, my father was a doctor. We lived in a lovely place in New Jersey. My life has taken me down many different roads. I have a wonderful marriage, but we live much more simply with much less money than my parents did. But I don't feel the loss. I chose to see it as simplicity. I looked at the world and saw so many people these days were having trouble paying the rent for a homeless who can't get a job. And yes, our house is very tiny, but it's ours. I don't need what my parents had. Instead, my riches are on the Yeah. Which is something that in the 1960s, suburban families didn't know how to do. I have learned over my life. And that is what makes life good for me as we move forward in uh, a world that none of us really even expected. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's so true. Um, what you what you mentioned there that um, it it's all your own perspective of how you want to live your life. You can go indeed like your parents did and nowadays still quite. Some people, too, who live for what you can see at the outside, the nice yes. house and the car. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I, I was uh, on vacation in Hawaii or whatever it is. Um, but I think um, realizing that that is not what the people are made of, that your good friends are good friends because uh, you connect with them on a different level um, and that you can have. A good life, even if you don't do all those things that um, they let you believe are important. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because many people go through life thinking that they are uh, ordinary people. And um, I think everybody is unique. So uh, why, why do you think sh they shouldn't have uh, a reason or a passion or a purpose? That is exciting. When we look, we are all like that box of 64 crayons when we were kids, the box of Crayola crayons. But how do you use them? 
what do you color with them? Do you color inside the lines? Or like me, did you just go find big blank pieces of paper and draw your world? Yes, we're all made up of blood and bone and families and jobs. But it is how you work with them. It is how you put yourself out into the world that is absolutely unique. Trust me, the way your life has put you together, it's like a kaleidoscope. Everybody has the same pieces of glass in the kaleidoscope. But when you turn it, the way the pieces of glass fall, they are never the same. They're like snowflakes. We're the same thing. We are made up of all of these possibilities and promises and thoughts and opinions. And Life turns us like a kaleidoscope and we're not going to be the same. Perfect example, my book, Clean Out Your Life Closet. Each chapter has things called the adventure pages where you have to answer the questions for the chapter, but from your own life. You can't turn to page 82. If you faithfully do that at the end of the book, it's your personal manual. And your best friend could buy the book the same day you did and do all of the questions at the end of the chapters. And it would be totally different because of her life experience. And it would be her personal manual. You can't be ordinary. There is no such thing as ordinary. Thank you. There's no second person called Corby Midlight, nor Maria Lucas, nor whatever your name is. You are the only one, and you are the only one who has those experiences, those ideas, those thoughts, and those feelings and emotions, and uh, everything else to make your life um, a great life. So that indeed, like you mentioned already, earlier on that when you have the last uh, hour or the last day on earth you never have to say okay I regret I didn't do something that I really wanted to do um so yeah discovering our our passion is is so important I I, ju I made a note just a, a minute ago you were explaining something that I thought okay I have to ask you about that um you are you mentioned something that you do with people that is called pre-birth planning uh, yes. if i heard you well so how that does that fit in to finding your your passion and your purpose uh, using um your intuition and your unique experiences all right pre-birth planning is the idea that before we incarnate, we plan what our major themes will be in our lives, huh. whether we will be male or female, whether we will have siblings, whether we will have parents, our blood parents, or be adopted. And we set up what our karma will be. Now, karma is not carrot and stick. The work that I did with Robert Schwartz in his book series, Your Soul's Plan, Your Soul's Gift, and Your Soul's Love, there are five things. Karma is unbalanced energy, healing, service, contrast, and healing of beliefs. We choose that sort of thing to come down and learn. I chose, because most of my incarnated lives, I tend to come in male, to come in female, so that I would learn better how women should be treated. 
I came in with what I laughingly call a Dolly Parton figure. Very, you know, Dolly Parton, Mae West, whoever you want to think of. But because of my traumatic childhood, I used what I looked like, almost like a bargaining chip. As a result, I had to deal with breast cancer three times. Oh. The last time, it was a second primary, which took the danger clock back to zero. But the doctors in Massachusetts said, three strikes, you're out. And so I had to have a double mastectomy. They took my ovaries to cut the estrogen. And I went from this Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects. It's been 20 years and I still have them. But what it did is it taught me I was worth more than what I looked like. And because I lived the examined life rather than be a professional victim, what I went through now makes me a more compassionate teacher. Um, nothing people say to me can shock me. And I stand strong with them even when they walk in the dark. So that's an example of crossing the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. I took the bit of my teeth. Did I cry for 24 hours? I did. But I came up with reasons to be okay with what was going on and got through my six hours uh, operation, double mastectomy and implant reconstruction yeah. out of Massachusetts General in three days and shopped for a bathing suit in five. I refused to be a victim. Mm. The mm. example yeah. in life is this thing is happening to me. I don't want it, but I can't escape it. Okay. How, what can I learn from it? Then me, because I'm a teacher by nature, how can I teach with it? And the important answer is next. Don't stay stuck. Um, there are so many women who, if they've had, let's say, colon cancer, 15 years later, they'll come up. Hi, my name is Mary Ann, and I had colon cancer. I'm a survivor. That was 15 years ago. Who are you now? Mm -hmm. And an example is I show my clients a newspaper article from 1973 when I was a senior in high school where I was the Betty Crocker homemaker for New Jersey for 1973. The yeah. Homemaker of tomorrow. That is not me now, kids. Let me tell you. But it was part of my history. I don't keep pulling it out to tell people. Who am I today? Who am I as a result of what I've gone through? How have I grabbed hold of life and fallen in love with it again, even with what I've dealt with. That's how you find your path. You've got to fall back in love with life and applaud yourself. Applaud yourself for getting through the tough stuff. Whether it's divorce, whether it's being a single mom, whether it's homelessness, whether it's holding down four jobs, you are a courageous soul. Own it. Yeah. I um, I think uh, a lot of like you, it's... Um, not uh, things that happened long time ago okay yes mm -hmm. they are part of your experiences too and of your wisdom but in meanwhile so much else has happened that unless it was really really a big thing that uh changed the trajectory the direction of your life totally mm -hmm. but if that was not the case then um it's something that of of course it still is is part of you you might have learned something out of it it is an experience you have but um we all 
have evolved over the time. So in yes. the in the past five, maybe ten years, you can have changed so much in what you think, what you believe, what you do, because of your situation changed uh, in your life, your kids. Mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. gone out of the house maybe um there are so many things in, you moved somewhere or, or you, something happened at work whatever happened that are the experiences really where you can find uh, a lot of um information into uh, about mm-hmm. what you believe and and what your vision is for maybe for your next chapter in life so how can uh, people uh, discover this sentence of passion that will guide them in into finding that purpose you look at what your life has been about you ask where does your happiness live what's good in your life who do you admire what are your happiest moments see if there's a thread then you ask yourself where do i find comfort and that's not potato chips and video games comfort means finding solace in things that bring you balance and joy and stability for me it's word crafting my beloved stepmother shirley was never happier than when she dug in the dirt she was a landscape designer and she didn't get her degree until she was in her late 50s so when you find out that there are interests that come forward for you no matter where you are that's a signal what crises changed your life maybe it was cancer maybe you lived through the floods in Houston maybe there was an earthquake maybe you escaped how do you learn or work best and that's important do you learn by seeing hearing or doing something are you a big picture person or more detailed because until you understand how you love to be in the world you may short circuit your purpose i could never be someone who just sits in an office and does data entry no matter how much i loved the subject i was working with i live and breathe people audiences out in the world so that's what i mean by how do you learn or work best mm. and the last thing is what do you want to be remembered that sums up every we were meant to leave this place better than we found it and the best way to do that is to pass on our passion and purpose in some form. And it doesn't have to be globally originally. Maybe it's just you taught someone. Maybe you gifted your family with your knowledge. Maybe you saved 14 cats and found them new homes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But for me, the question is easily answered. I want to inspire people to be more than they thought they could be and i want them to laugh when i remember when they remember how i taught them if i can leave people with those gifts i will have fulfilled my purpose cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and with absolute joy you wow. don't have to make it famous you don't have to help a million people just be able to sit with god and say i did this it brought me such joy it made a difference in the world you that means your sentence wow wow thank you this is a, a really nice way of explaining what um your sentence of passion can mean 
for you when you find it, but you need to do the work uh, and, and, and really think about, like you mentioned, what makes you happy? Where are you? Uh, where do you find your comfort? And the last thing which I really I think is very important is how do you want to be remembered? And I know you had a few others uh, things that you mentioned. I just didn't was not able to quickly write them all down. So my I'm name, from New my, York. I talk fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my last question really is already that uh, how can the listener get in touch with you if they have uh, more questions and uh, would like to work with you maybe? Um, if you can mention it on the podcast, I will put this also in the description on the host page so you, the listener can find it back. But in case they don't have it, um, I would love for you to mention this on the podcast. It is so simple. It's just my name. CorbyMitlie.com, um, C-O-R-B-I-E-M-I-T-L-E-I-D. You'll find dozens of articles. You'll find my own little podcast. And you'll see that there are two dozen different kinds of readings and consultations you can do with me so that you can look and decide what is it that you really want to work on at any given time. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. And then um, just one more time. The, the title of the book that you re referred to while we were talking about this was um, Clean Out Your Life Closet. I love that sentence. I love that title um, because that's kind of in, in a way how you need to look at your life till now and see, hey, uh, what are the things that I still want to experience, that I still want to do, that I um kind of proud of of being it's part of me and maybe let go of a few other things in your life so thank you yes. thank you Corby for being on this podcast and uh, I totally forget to do your bio but you mentioned most of the things somewhere in our conversation so I'm just gonna let it go I thank you for for making time and sharing with us how we can uh, tap in our intuition and create um, a happy and fulfilling next chapter in our life. Thank you for doing. Okay, listeners, I thank you for being on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today and that this brought value to you, that you can use it for yourself by uh, thinking of what your purpose could be in life. If you don't know how to uh, or want help with that, feel free to email me at maria at blissful-retirement.com. I'll be back with another podcast in about a month's time. It's always on the last Wednesday of the month. Thank you and have a, a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.